that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit?, How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 46-year-old Charlay, who has been in a relationship with 52-year-old Jack. Charlay says she has trust issues stemming from her 25-year marriage, whereby her husband cheated while on business trips, resulting in Charlay having a lot of anxiety when Jack travels for work. Additionally, Charlay is concerned about Jack's relationship history. Jack was briefly married for a few years and has been single for the past 25 years. So Charlay feels that Jack may look at her as more of a companion than a potential wife, especially as he has always dated much younger women. Charlay states that these women were quote-unquote needy and worries that Jack is more interested in that than in committing to an independent age-appropriate woman And she wants to know whether I think Jack could ever consider making her his wife. Welcome, Charlay. Hi there, Paula. How are you? Good. I'm happy to be talking to you today about this because I believe a lot of women over the age of 45 deal with this issue. First, tell me, how did you meet Jack? Yes. Well, we actually met... um organically at a sporting event. He was with guy friends and I was with some girlfriends and in our group there was a couple people who knew each other and so we all started talking and kind of hung out for the rest of the night um, for a few hours and the next day I was on social media and he had found me and messaged me and just said that he had enjoyed hanging out with me and wanted to know if you know I would be interested in getting together. Interestingly, we were not living in the same town at at that time when we met, but the next day as we conversed um, and we're talking about where we lived, he said that he was getting ready to move to my city in the next week. So we thought it was a coincidence and be fun to show him around a new town and and that sort of thing. So I, I don't know at the beginning if I thought about him romantically. At first, it was more like, oh, new guy come to town, introduce him to some friends and kind of hang out and that sort of thing. But then as we spent more time together and even with our friends, we just kind of started dating about maybe about a month after we first met, but then it didn't get serious for about three or four months. I would say we definitely kind of started off slow as far as being exclusive and and that sort of thing. And how long have you been dating? So we have been together now a year and a half. I would say the serious part is probably more, you know, maybe in the last year. And so I just feel like we're at that point where the honeymoon is over, so to speak. And we are just seeing how we have a lot in common, but our past is so different. I was married for 25 years. I married very young and had kids and um, was just very, you know, committed um, with my husband and my marriage. And he was completely opposite. He did get married right out of college to his college sweetheart, but that only lasted, um, I want to say, seven or eight years. And when they divorced due to his wife cheating on him, he never remarried and just has been, you know, in a few serious relationships, I guess, over the years, but nothing past a couple years. And the women that he's dated has been very, much younger um, than, than him. I would say a good 20 years younger. So. And what has he told you about that? So he has, we, well, of course, we've talked about it. 
and he was so his his ex wife cheated on him with his best friend. So it was a, you know he's very very traumatized from that. I mean he's better now, but definitely. I would say he has trust issues as well because of that. He he says, and his I know his whole family now because we've been together for a while. So his his brother, his sister-in-law, his mom, everyone has told me that they've never seen Jack this crazy about somebody, and that you know that Jack's never brought anybody home for the holidays, or it's been a long, long, long time. So I know for a fact that he loves me and. And he's, I guess, committed to me. I mean, I know he's committed to me and we're exclusive, but I don't know that I feel like there's longevity or or we haven't really talked about the future because of where we are in our life. He doesn't have kids, never had kids. I guess there's no rush to get married as far as, you know, when you're younger, you get married to build a family and that sort of thing or or whatever. And we're just at a different stage in our life where we, we have great jobs and we have flexibility. We can travel. We both like to do similar type of life experiences. So we haven't had a lot of conversations about like marriage in the future and that sort of thing because I've only been divorced four years. I I don't know that I would be ready for a commitment right now anyway as as far as marriage, but I also enjoyed being married and would like to be married again, you know, one day. I I certainly at my age don't want to be in the dating world personally. Thank you for that. You really outlined it and answered many of my questions, one of which, how long you have been divorced. I assume you have adult children from what you said. He has none. How long has it been since he was in his last relationship? Do you know? Yes. So if we've been together a year and a half, he dated a lot, but the last serious relationship would have been about eight years ago. And he dated that person for two years. And then before that, he dated someone. And it, it literally seems like when we talk about our past or his past, about the, the two-year mark, he's, <laughs> he's um, hanging up the towel, so to speak. So I assume that kicks up a little bit of anxiety on your part, thinking, well, it's going to be coming up on the two-year mark for us. Correct. And I did notice a couple months. Okay, so whenever we had our one-year anniversary, interestingly, we went back to the same sporting event where we had met. It, it We we kind of planned to do that or whatever. And I felt like after that, like in the next month after that, I almost felt like he was pulling away a little bit because other people were like, Jack, my goodness, you guys have been together now a year. This must be serious kind of thing. People started kind of saying things to us about like, and especially him because he has been single so long and he has just friends, so many friends and a lot of them are females and just, oh my goodness, when's the engagement or something like that? You know how people just are after you've been together for a while. And I I could almost sense that he was a little bit, and, and we talked about it. I said, I feel like you're pulling away just a little bit. And he said, well, I'm not meaning to, like consciously, I'm not meaning to. I love our time together. I want to be with you. I can't imagine not being with you. I do, though, have this part of me that just had all this freedom for so long that sometimes it's a bit of a struggle. You know, just if guy friends say, hey, let's go on a guy's trip to Vegas and that sort of thing. He is sometimes, I guess, not not that he can't do that, but he has to talk to me about it and that sort of thing. And I, I guess because we do make our decisions as a couple, how we spend our free time. A couple months ago, I noticed he was kind of dealing with that. And I asked, I, I said, do you need a break? Or, you know, do we want to just take a step back? Because once we became exclusive and started dating more seriously, we, we have spent a lot of time together. Um, a lot of my friends said that we were slow to start, but then we became fast and furious. <laughs> so, I said, you know, maybe we need to take a step back, but he didn't want to hear any of that. He seems to be in a better place now than a couple months ago, but he definitely doesn't want to talk. We have some friends who got engaged and we saw them a couple weeks ago. And, you know, of course they were talking wedding plans and that sort of thing. And he just, I mean, just had nothing to say about it. I mean, 
to them, he was, you know, said congratulations. But when we were in the car, I said, oh, they seem so happy and how exciting that they're planning to do this, et cetera. And he just, he didn't really have a whole lot of comment about the marriage. <laughs> so what prompted you to be in touch with me at this point, given what you're saying about him and you being very good and he seems to have gotten over the hump? So I guess, in the past few months, as we, like I said, just became more comfortable with each other, he travels a lot for work. And my ex-husband traveled for work as well. And not throughout our whole marriage, absolutely not. I know 100% that was not the case. But at one at one period towards the end of our marriage, he did cheat and see other women on when he was traveling for business, and which we went to a marriage counselor and and all of that afterwards to try to repair a marriage and that sort of thing because we have been married for so long and, and had children. So Jack goes to one one place that he goes on business is the same every month. So he, he and he has been traveling there for years. So he sort of knows people up there just because he's up there so often. And um one night I called to tell him good night, which is not unusual. We either text or whatever, and he was out late. Uh, it was very late, and he was out at a bar or whatever, and he had been drinking, I could tell. And so we just said good night or whatever, and then the next day I was ask, asking him about it, about what, who he was with and, and what was so fun about it. And, you know, he did say that he was there with a couple guy friends, one was a work, a co-worker, but that there were some females there that just happened to be sitting at the bar and they all started drinking and that sort of thing. So, of course, I just completely flipped out when he told me that because it was pretty late when I had called. So then that, of course, made me think back to my husband, ex-husband and his discretions. And so then we had to have a big talk about, you know, my anxiety and what triggers my anxiety when Jack travels and that sort of thing. And he, he really, his comment was, I mean, you just, you either trust me or you don't. I mean, that was sort of how he put it. And what have I done to plant any kind of doubt in your head? Well, there was just something about how he was acting or, or, or how he was responding, kind of dismissing my, my feelings, which was not normal normal I guess for him so I looked on his phone like a few days later and there were pictures of him and the, his guy friends and and the female friends that they were drinking with and so it looked like they were all you know huddled up together you know drinking and having a good time so so that kind of prompted me to start thinking about just is he just gonna always be sort of a, a playboy you know I think maybe sometimes I feel like he enjoys the comfort of the relationship. I, I, I do know he enjoys being with me and we have a lot of fun together. But then there's this almost side of him that it was like a habit for so long that this is what he does. He just entertains and he just has a big personality. People are drawn to him. And so I just feel like he kind of struggles with, I know, I, I don't think that he would cheat on me. I really don't. But does he want to wine and dine pretty young women, you know, or does he want to be in a committed relationship? It just made me start, you know, my head came out of the cloud just a little bit. So that's when I reached out to you. Thank you. I understand why now. And I'm glad you did reach out to me. I want to give you some tips and pointers, certainly my thoughts on him and your relationship and what you have told me that I think will be very helpful in you making a decision about this. Because make no mistake, it is a must that we make a decision about our lives vis-a-vis -vis any relationship. It's incumbent upon us as women to decide, decide for ourselves what we need, want, can live with, what we believe is sustainable or not, etc. And we are the guide for what it is that we want and what we know will have the best possible outcome. I'd like you to scale it for me in terms of that decision. For example, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the 100%, absolutely, completely, and the one being not at all, where are you today? on knowing 
that you would like this relationship to end in marriage with him? What number would you give it? Today, I would give it a seven. Okay. What makes you know, and very important that you voice it and tell me, what makes you know you are at a seven? I feel like we have a lot in common. Our values are similar. We enjoy each other's company. We're learning to communicate so much better now than ever before. So we've been growing. I would say I I really see how we started so slow, really just as friends and hanging out. And it really just, I mean, I was attracted to him and he was attracted to me, but we really just took all of that very slow. And I do feel like we have grown to a certain point. It's just that, I don't know, I guess I really got thrown back when I saw the, the picture on his phone. So that's probably why I'm at a seven, <laughs> not a nine. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is that you would be a 10 or nine or 10 had this little glitch not occurred, which made you question his ability to be faithful. Yes, and just not being able to leave that part of his past. I mean, that's just what he's done. He's always went out to nice restaurants and wined and dined people. He doesn't have kids. He is very generous. If he sees someone having a birthday or anniversary, he sends over champagne. He's just a big personality, and I love that about him. But I don't like it when he's out of town entertaining strange females. It just doesn't make me feel very good. And it makes me anxious, you know, because of my my ex-husband, the issues I had there. Sure. So I'm going to give you my assessment of things. And like I said, some tips and pointers and information for you to chew on so that you can make a decision. Because again, the decision is yours. You need to have a lot of information to make a decision. And there has to be some faith that goes into it, overcoming your fear and understanding him and where he is completely. I want to give you my take on him and that when we come back. I trust you're enjoying Make Him Wonder and that you're getting a lot of helpful information for the life of love you desire and deserve. So if you're not part of the 80-20 Wonder Club yet, you need to be because now Make Him Wonder is exclusive a members-only club to listen to every episode, past, present, and future, in full, all ad-free. The 80-20 Wonder Club is a Make Him Wonder membership that gives you all of Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in a categorized list by age and relationship status, and a multimedia library of my content, including my book, relationship evals, and my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual a weekly action step you can focus on to attract and keep the man of your dreams and have him committing to you completely in the coming months. Make this the moment you start living as an 80-20 Wonder Woman because love, like life, is best lived in 80-20. When you do 80% of what works with men, the 20% you don't won't much matter. Join the 80-20 Wonder Club by going to the 80- 20wonder.club. Don't miss out. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. You and your man will be glad you did. So, Charlotte, I'm going to tell you how I see Jack, given the information you've given me, vis-a-vis the possibilities of your relationship, his faithfulness, etc. Obviously, he cares about you a great deal. From what you've told me, and correct me if I'm wrong, you are a woman who's more age appropriate than any relationship he has had, certainly in the recent past, if not since he was married in his early 20s. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. 
this will also produce some anxiety for you, I can imagine. Yes, it does. Because there is a long history now, a lifestyle he has created. Has he been a serial monogamist? Do you know? Has he been more of a relationship guy? You say eight years for one relationship? Or has it just been girl to girl to girl to girl? I know this is going to sound strange, but I think it's been both. Meaning, I don't think he goes girl to girl to girl. But yeah, he hasn't had a relationship in a, a serious one in eight years. But maybe he dated someone for four or five months. And he hasn't had a lot of those. His childhood friend, and we all have a childhood friend that knows us better than anybody. His childhood friend that he's known, they've known each other since they played baseball and when they were in sixth grade or whatever, pulled me aside one day. And this was like three or four months ago and said, I've never, ever seen Jack as happy as he is right now. So I feel like the people that are close to him and know him the best, his mom, his brother, his best friend. I mean, I have to believe them. So I do believe that he cares for me and loves me and is committed to me. I do. Again, I just feel, I almost feel like his actions are just these habits almost, or just kind of, you know, he'll be great when he's in town and hanging with me and and we're doing our thing. And you know, we go to his brother's for a cookout. I mean, we go to church, but then, you know, he goes out of town and he just kind of almost reverts back to single Jack, so to speak. Yeah. So he has, he, I, I don't, well, I wouldn't say he goes from girl to girl to girl. No, but he, he says he is no, he hasn't found like the one until he met me, but apparently that's not enough to keep him from buying somebody a drink. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be. What I mean by that is he sounds very, he sounds like he has a big personality and he likes to be generous and entertain. And there is a big difference between having that experience and having fun and buying drinks for everyone and for women and getting the adulation, companionship for that moment, good feeling that comes from it and nothing more. Are you okay with him doing that? So I think that's a great, great question because, Paula, that was not my path, right? I was married young, had kids, was committed to my husband for years. So it's like I don't identify with it. So it could be that, yeah, it's me that I'm having the problem with it, but it doesn't matter. I have the problem with it. You you know what I mean? Like I did date a guy um, briefly, not too serious at all, but he had children. He had, you know, the ex-wife and had been divorced a while. And we kind of had that in common just, and not that we obviously talked about our past, I don't mean it like that, but we just, there were things, or if I got a, if we were having dinner and I got a call from one of my kids, I would say, excuse me, this is so-and-so, I need to, my, my child, I need to take it. He's like, absolutely, I understand that sort of thing. I, and Jack's pat, there's nothing I identify with that. I mean, I was doing family events and things as couples, you know, my ex-husband and I would go out with our neighborhood group as couples. So I, I, it's very foreign to me, this life that he had. And I, I feel like that's why I have anxiety about it and why I feel threatened about it is because it just wasn't what I had. Does that make any sense? Certainly. Yes. So you are going to have to think outside the box, so to speak, and understand that this is normal and natural for him and means little to nothing, most likely. He enjoys having fun evenings. That is fun for him. It is his lifestyle. Here's how it can work for you both. And what you will need to do, say, get from him in order for it to, for the long run. Because if you don't, in some way, adapt to that lifestyle, you will not get long-term commitment. He will be unhappy. You will be continually anxious and questioning, and the relationship will cave in on that weight. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So number one, I'm going to go over two things for you. What will need to be done in the broad sense, and then some particulars 
one thing that I heard that will need to be tweaked, and that will come together as to what you can do and help you make a decision. You say you're now at a seven on the scale. If he asked you to marry him tomorrow, would you say yes? No, because we have only known each other a year and a half, and I would want, I just would, I think I want some more time, you know, time with him as, you know, just a couple, um, because I, kn- I do know how we've grown over the past several months. And, you know, I was married for so long, I kind of enjoy, you know, living a living alone and, and dating right now. But I do know that long term, I want to be married again. When when I see, or my parents that are married, and I see them holding hands at their age, I know that I want that. But I'm okay right now. What more do you need to know about him that you don't know now? I don't know if it's knowing more about him, but it's more this couple dynamic is, not something that he's had a lot of experience with. So he, oh, he's just really used to getting his way. And I don't mean that in a bad way. He's not controlling, but he's just used to having his way and and doing things his way. And to see him when he has to compromise with me or adjust a schedule and run it by me, you know, he's had to learn that. And so I just feel like we need more time as a couple to just kind of, mesh together more. And because our, our paths were so different, we just need more time to kind of grow and continue the communication. That was really something that we've worked on really hard together and we've done really well. And I just feel like we need to build upon that. I just, I don't feel like there's a rush to get married because we are older and it just, I don't feel like it's something that I would want to just rush. In a year, maybe. Obviously, time moves on. Maybe I would think differently about the rush, but I don't feel... I would like to talk about having a future together. Yes. You know, like, do you see us living together, buying a house together? Right now, he has his house. I have my house. We live only a, a few miles apart, but... I would maybe like to talk about the future, but if he asked me, yes, I I would not be ready to get married tomorrow. And I have to tell you from where I sit, that would be a very big mistake if you want something with him to not say yes. Those of you who've heard me, maybe even watched a YouTube video, I have a premise that I call the girlfriend law of diminishing returns. Men are most interested in you in the beginning. If you've read my book or you've read the analogy I use about the difference between men's love and women's love, women's love deepens over time. Men's love, I don't even want to use the word plateaus. You could say plateaus or bottoms out (laughs) at a certain level and does not become greater. What does become greater for the man is bonding. Women bond through time and sex, and that happens very quickly for women once sex comes into the picture. Men do not bond through time and sex at all. I'll say that again. Men do not bond through time and sex at all. They bond in only one way. I think a counselor, I don't know how I found him, but read his stuff, Bob Grant, and he made it crystal clear about men and the way they bond. Men only bond through making a formal public commitment, which makes them take on the responsibility to and how they view it for the woman they love. And I built my puppy principle in my book, on this and give the puppy principle so that women can understand men in this way via an experience we have or have had ourselves. And that is, we love all puppies. If it's not puppies, maybe it's kittens for you. But we love them all, big, small, short, tall. If you're a puppy lover, meaning a dog lover, you love all of them, every breed, and you have breed or breeds you prefer, but all puppies are cute, wonderful. You want to be around them. They give you a great feeling. 
They make you happy. You want to pet them. You want their energy and their licks. You only bond to one that you adopt. That is making the formal public commitment and then you take on the responsibility and through the responsibility is how you bond to it. Not through time, not through it being with you. It's how people can foster a pet and then give it away. Now, we're talking people and not pets, but you understand the analogy. And it is why we want to get to the adoption more quickly than our modern society puts out there as we need to go through all these experiences and have all this time. It doesn't work because men's interest can just go to another cuter, younger puppy. We need the bonding and we need to know if he can take on the responsibility. Now, again, if you've read my book, you know my consumer versus buyer relationship theory. And it's exceedingly important to know if the timing is right. What you're telling me now is that you are at this juncture whereby more time in is not going to serve you because you are going to get more invested. He is not, generally speaking. And especially at the age you guys are and the fact that you are not dating to marry and have children. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, you see, women, we don't need marriage. When we're out of the child bearing and child-rearing years. And I assume you have more adult children out of the house? Yes, correct. They are adults. Yep, out of the house. We don't need marriage because of the way we commit and bond through time and sex. Marriage wasn't invented for us as women. (laughs) (laughs) It's there for men to be good moral citizens because otherwise they can run amok. They need it because, A, they love all puppies. Any puppy that runs up to them, they're going to, in one way, shape, or form, want the licks and pets of that puppy. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Right. That's normal and natural. And because the only way they bond and stay committed and do the right thing is through making a formal public commitment by taking on not only the responsibility for the puppy, but to the puppy. So, Charlotte, you're going to have to really think about your own life and desires vis-a-vis this in order to make a good decision for yourself. If you were a year outside your marriage, you might feel very differently. But having been four years out, I hope you have a bit of a different perspective on it. I'm hearing you believe in the institution of marriage. It is best for men and they are best in marriage. Generally speaking, as women, we're not very different whether we are in a relationship and dating a man or married to him. We're not very different. Generally monogamous, giving, loving, caring, whatever our personality traits we bring to that relationship. And we, if we are seeing someone long enough and care enough and love enough, we're all in. And he's getting the benefit of that whether we're married or not, generally speaking. He may not be living with us, but he's getting, whenever he's with us, the completely committed experience. Men don't work like that. He hasn't made a decision. He needs to. And if you know my book, you know why. We as women live via our emotions. Men live via their decisions. Now, if he is still reeling from having married a woman in her early 20s who made a a very wrong decision in her life to have cheated on a husband with his best friend, he got seriously hurt. I would dare say with that kind of decision-making, she hurt herself as well, but she could be a completely different person now than she was then. Very young. We don't know what was going on there. 
But for him to hold on to that is not certainly the greatest thing. And you want to find out early on if he's going to be able to make that decision and take a leap of faith and live a married lifestyle with you also tweaking some things. Here are the tweaks as I see them. Just what we talked about with him wanting to be him and have the fun and be a bit of the party guy that he is. If he made the decision to marry, that's when you will have the best chance of having him be faithful within that. Once he makes the decision and you were to get engaged, that's when the discussion can take place about how it will work for both of you. For example, and here's one of the tweaks, I don't know if it was just a turn of phrase or if this actually occurred, but you said, I called him, he answered, and it was very late, and he was at the bar with the new friends and his male colleagues. Is that factual? Yes. Right then and there, what were you doing calling him late at night when he's out of town? Well, when he travels, either one of us will call or text and say goodnight. So it's, it, sometimes he calls me, but I was just ready to go to bed. He was in a, t- a different time zone, and I wanted to go to bed. And, but I, it's not always me calling him. In fact, most of the time he, he reaches out to me. And one of the tweaks that's going to be very important for you is to stop it. You don't reach out to him at night. Let's look at that for a second as to the why. Why do you think I say that? Because he may view it as me checking up on him instead of literally I just didn't want to go to sleep and didn't want him to call me later. What would have happened had you not called? He would have texted or called probably knowing the time difference. Uh, he would have texted because he didn't want to wake me up and say, and he would have said, hope you had a good day. I'll catch up with you tomorrow. Good night. I love you. But we, we always, always text or call good night. We just do. And the same within the morning. I have to say, I'm not a lover of those habits. Okay, why? <laughs> why do you think I would not be? What would be a guess? Mm. Because, uh, I mean, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I thought that was a good thing that we went to bed and thought about each other. And in the morning, we started off by saying good morning. I, I don't know. So one of the things is what we're talking about here. When it is done reciprocally, both of you do it. It is not good. If the man wants to do it, you let it happen and you receive it. And you respond um, by doing my five hours of texting. But otherwise, it is a habit. The man feels it's a must. It's routine. It takes down his wonder. When you are just dating, it feels to the man constrictive, restrictive. If he wants to do it, okay, you receive it and... You can answer here and there, but to get into the habit of that doesn't serve you. I will say that 90% of the time, he is the one texting or calling me. I, I do. He's a very much an alpha male. I definitely, he's in his masculine energy. I'm just saying that time I did call him because I wanted to go to sleep, but normally He is the one pursuing me, and he's always been like that. But I hear you. Right. And it feels like checking up, even if that's not the intention at all. It's showing you are thinking of him, and you may say, well, what's wrong with that? Of course, we're in a relationship. It doesn't serve us, unfortunately. It's part of the girlfriend law of diminishing returns. Okay, well, that, I, I don't know about dating because I was married forever, so this is news to me. I thought it was being um, just communicating, but, but I hear what you're saying. Of course. And I have to say, 
for having been married for 25 years, you sound like you're doing very well in dating, meaning you do it well for the most part. These are things that will simply up your value, make him wonder. When a man is wondering, he's actively loving and make him a little off balance about it. I would dare say if there's any anxiety in this relationship, it's yours and not his. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. So we have to change that a bit. I'm not saying anxious. There's a difference between wondering and being anxious, but it's going to be important for you to, for lack of a better word, up your game here a bit. And in my estimation, you need to get to the conversation you said you need to have, but you need to be ready for his answer and what you do. Because if you're not ready to take action from that conversation, you don't have it. Mm, Yeah, that's true. You cannot. That is talking about the relationship, which does nothing but erode his interest in continuing it. So I'm wondering if this flies in the face of what you thought I was going to say today. (laughs) I mean, I have read your book and and listened to the podcast. I guess like putting it all together with my situation is what I, I guess I haven't thought about it as you explained it today. So I'm, I'm glad that you, uh, you know, that we did this and that you kind of tied all the analogies together because it, it makes sense. You're right. I do think that I have some things I need to work on instead of just having him under a magnifying glass, so to speak. Because you're right. If I did have the conversation about marriage, but I'm not ready to get married, well, what good is that? I do agree with you also about women at this age maybe not needing marriage. It's very strange. It's like I'm, I have this independence that I never had Um, And I enjoy it, and I'm not going to apologize for it. But yet, I do know that in 10, 15, 20 years, I'd rather be with someone than without. But I'm certainly enjoying having just my independence, you know, right now. So maybe I'm not ready. (laughs) Well, I also think what can happen is two people get married with this idea that it has to be like other people's marriage. I don't feel that way. I think that it is two independent people coming together, especially as there are not going to be any children involved. You don't have to give up your independence when you get married. And frankly, two adults who want to be in a committed lasting relationship because we know that men only bond in one way and it's going to be very important for him again you don't need it as a woman we don't need it when i say need it meaning to be committed and all in and be responsible to a partner and be right in a relationship we don't need the contract of marriage We don't even need the religious part of marriage. We are just naturally what a fully committed partner, if you want to use the word wife, we just are that. It just happens. And we do it through time and sex. It's who we are. It's the way we bond. We are the three C's, as I put in my book. We are the caretakers, connectors, cooperators of the world. And so we just do that and are that naturally. He's not as a man. And for him to be all in, to do what he needs to do, to be his best, to be committed, he does need it because he needs to make the decision to do it. It doesn't mean that the two of you can't live your quote-unquote independent lives. And you have to be very clear about, well, what is that? That means I get up and have my day and do what I want, how I want it. I go to the gym when I want. I work when I want. I go shopping. I Whatever. I don't know what it is. How, realistically, you want to think about this. How will that be changed? 
And for two adults without the responsibility of children, it really shouldn't change all that much. For example, how many times are there things whereby if you are married, he will need to attend those things with you or you with him? Now, it will vary, but I'll use just something that could happen for somebody, and hopefully this is not the case for you. But say for the last 30 years, all of your adult life, you've gone to mom's every Sunday for dinner, and you expect your husband to do that with you. That may be a problem. So you're saying that if I had a just a reoccurring thing, like you just mentioned, events, that it's okay for well he 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 actually has a a standing dinner date with his mom so i have went maybe once or twice but it's normally the two of them so you're saying we get married it doesn't necessarily mean i'm going to be going to their dinner date because that's their mother son time is that what you're saying absolutely yeah and and i'm fine with that right i mean i'm fine with that yeah Mm -hmm. and vice versa But you see, many people, it's like, oh, well, now that we're married, he has to come. Not necessarily. No. He might come once every six months. You were doing it anyway. That's how I want you to think about it. You do you. He does him. You come together on things that you both enjoy, and you both have your lives, but you are supported. For example, say it was reversed, and you have the every Sunday thing with mom, and that's what you've been doing. And when you were married, maybe your husband went because it's family time and the children went with you. That makes sense. But this is very different. Maybe he wants to go play golf every Sunday. All I'm saying is that if you need to be supported because, say, hmm, mom's in the hospital, he'll be there for you. It varies, but you don't want to put him as a second husband without children in a family way, quote unquote, that restricts his life any more than you would want that that would restrict yours. You come together on things and you do what works for the two of you. You have to be very clear on your expectations and really evaluate them. Am I wanting him to come with me every Sunday because I think it means something about how he feels about our relationship or just that's what husbands do. You see, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is no reason, like I said, he cannot have those interactions of paying for everybody at the bar and having his fun times And you can make something like, you know, be really important to me simply because of what I've sustained has nothing to do with you, but it will certainly show me that you understand and care is that on those nights out of town, you touch base with me when you're back at the hotel room via a phone call because a text, no. But I want you to enjoy your time. I don't want to put that restriction on you. I know you love paying the bar tab and, and having everybody get silly. That's I love that about you. You want to have fun. I don't want to restrict that. But I do need to know that you're going to the hotel room alone. And maybe you're calling me and saying some sweet, sexy nothings in my ear. And I do the same. You see? Yeah. If he's a mature man in any way and he loves you, he's going to be okay with that because you're also not going to do things like putting him in the family way too much. On the flip side, we don't want too much routine that can cause things to become stale and not give a man his freedom. We give freedom to those we trust. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? It's a combination of both. (laughs) <laughs> what are you thinking? Just thinking, I mean, I, I, I trust until there's reason not to trust. So some people think that trust is, I guess, earned, but I do believe he's committed to me, but he does like to have a good time <laughs> with or without me. So start to show the trust. And if he forgets about 
calling you when gone like that because you do the every night thing, which again, I don't recommend, but it would be much stronger if you... Wondering what I'm going to tell Charlay she needs to do if Jack doesn't call when he's out entertaining at bars on his trips? In the rest of this episode, I outline for Charlay exactly the steps she can take to help Jack respect her wishes and see her as the one for him. And because I want you to get the results you desire in your romantic life, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club where you can hear the rest of this coaching conversation with Charlay and implement the same approach with your Mr. Wright. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast, where you'll get over 150 ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired unfiltered coaching conversations like this one with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. Discover what the club has to offer in addition to the Make Him Wonder podcast episodes. The 8020 Wonder Club now includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, specific mindset or mechanics of men videos for you to focus on each week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time, or save by committing to a 6- or 12-month membership. You'll receive a full coaching intensive experience, where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date, anytime during your 12-month membership, and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romantic life. Check it out at the 8020wonder.club and join us as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Charlay she needs to do to start getting the divine right results she wants with her Mr. Right. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have those results in your relationship or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the8020wonder.club. That's the 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.